peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. 
Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis. Welcome to Victory Christian Fellowship. Today is a great day to praise the Lord and to bless his holy name. The right in worship church. Do you like to stand with us? We always see the victory. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. The God serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. My God will never fail. I always see a victory. I always see a victory. 
a victory. What is the victory that you want to see in your life? Start imagining it now. Ask the Lord, what does the victory look like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? I want the victory that you have for me. I am picturing it now. And now I loose it with my voice. I activate that victory. I say, yes, Lord, I want that victory. Yes, Lord, I receive that victory from you. And there's more than one. I ask you, Father, for an acceleration of victories in my life. And next week when I come back here or I go to my work, wherever I go, I will testify of the victories that you have given to me, the very victories that I see today. I will testify that they are happening. I am walking in it. I am living in victory. I am victory because you are victory and you live in me. Hallelujah. to us. We thank you for speaking to us this morning. There is a river. There is a mighty flowing river. Do you hear it? Do you see it? Come, come, come. I want you to be in the river of life. The mighty river of life that is flowing is flowing for you. Yes, yes, it's flowing. Come, come, come get in the river of life. And beside the river of life, I see the trees of healing. There's healing for you today. Flowing in the river, along the river. Receive your healing today. And receive the life that is flowing in the river of life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. We have our confession. Let's see if it's on the screen. If it's not on the screen, it is. Okay, good. We have papers. We are prepared either way. I forget how we do this. Do you, you say it with us, right? Yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, so let's begin. Our, Our God, God is, is a consuming, consuming fire. fire. He, he upholds his, his word, and we worship him alone. alone. The fire of God is his glory that is holy and pure. We respect, honor, and reverence his holy fire. God's fire sets our hearts ablaze with a love that glows, a faith that ignites, and a devotion that consumes. We hate sin with a fierceness that burns, and we rejoice in God with radiating joy. The fire of the Lord will guide us through darkness and cause us to triumph over our enemies. God comes with fire to comfort and courage and empower us 
and to execute judgment on our foes. There is a fire that has been ignited within. It burns in our hearts and our bones. We are his flames of fire. We will not let his holy flame go out, but we will keep our lamps full of oil to burn bright for him. At victory, our vision is to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, hope, and inheritance to proclaim the uncompromising word of God, to build a strong body of believers, and to encourage relationships in a loving atmosphere. We activate God's word to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. At Victory Christian Fellowship, we are inheriting God's promises and experiencing their benefits. Amen. We did it. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, if you've brought your offerings and tithes today, there's two places that you can put them. You can also give online or in the bookstore. Pastor Doug and Pastor Fiona took Gabe and Sean to Rama in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and that's where they are today. So we thank them for taking them there. They're getting them set up in their apartment. I We speak that their air conditioner works in their apartment. It's (laughs) 99 degrees. The air conditioning unit needs to work and not be a decoration in the window. So we speak that with them in agreement. And for all the provisions the Lord is bringing their way, the pastors are staying because this week is camp meeting at Rama. So if you want to check it out, it starts tonight at 6 o'clock. You can look online if you look up Rama or... The school or the church, you'll find it. And then they have service, special services throughout the week. There is Air Force this Tuesday at 6 o'clock for our teenagers. So please come on out. We have a great time. And then there is no, no, no Wednesday night refreshing service this week. No Wednesday. Night service at VCF. And then... Saturday is Barnabas. The Barnabas breakfast for men come at 8.30 for a great breakfast prepared by our lovely Miss Dottie and a message to encourage our men. That starts at 8.30 here on Saturday, the last day of July. And next Sunday is August 1st. Hello, how did that happen? August 1st is Pastor Doug's birthday, just a heads up. And next Sunday, we're having a wonderful guest speaker, Sadie Krill. She is Pastor Sam Smucker's sister, and um, she's coming to minister to us next Sunday. So invite some friends and family and bring them along with you to experience what the Lord has for her to share with us. And that is the end of the announcements. Did I remember everything? So I think so. Okay. Oh, I didn't dismiss kids the kids. Life. Oh, that's the That's one. what I forgot. Okay. So there's not kids' life for the older kids, but mm. there is kids' life for the toddlers. So toddler teachers and helpers, go have fun with those toddlers. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right. All right. Good morning, family. 
Well, the Lord's going to be taking us into a place called victory today. And when he gave me this, it reminded me eight years ago when the Lord sent me here. And I was transferring churches, and uh, there's something going on in the spirit. And I asked the Lord, what's going on? Is your head on out, moving on? And he gave me the word victory. And after I heard the word victory, he showed me a man's face, was, went to this church. So I called this man up. I said, so what's the name of the church? He's Victory Christian Fellowship. But he, he led me into victory eight years ago. I went to here. You know, we have, we have a great church, wonderful pastors. And yet, I can't thank God enough, but he's, he's more than enough. So we're going to be heading in to Joshua 23, 14. And this is what the Lord's saying. He says, and you know in all your hearts and all your souls that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. He says, all have come to pass for you. Not one thing has failed. And so there is a testimony about this scripture. The Lord is saying that not one thing has failed. See, the Lord spoke this concerning beforehand, before they got into the promised land. See, the Lord, he was speaking ahead of time, telling of the victory that they will have. And God is reminding them that he's enforcing it, what he said is going to happen. See, the thing is, the Spirit, it wants to take you from the situation that you're in now and walk you step by step into your own victory. See, God calls the things that they are not as they are. See, God's said things ahead of time for you, but he's already there at your victory. And this is what the, the prophets speak. They speak from the future. See, God tells them he takes them to the place where they need to see the future. And God is calling your future as though it is not, and it is done. And it says to, to meditate on his, the word of God. This is the word of God has the power in it to produce the fruit of what it says. See, so victory is the place that we live in, and God wants to take you there, and it's by revelation. And so he would tell you things that's forward-looking. And the Spirit of God has no limitations on time. See, the thing is, when people speak prophetically, they are speaking from future points. And God's Spirit, he's taking you to a place of victory, but it's a place but it's already done. And the thing is, our spirits do not know defeat. Yeah. And we're, we're heading into 2 Corinthians 5.17. You have a wonderful God yeah. guaranteeing the victory no matter what. So it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... 
He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we're heading to First Thessalonians 5.23. See, God is guaranteeing the victory for us. But he lives in victory all times. But he made us just to be like him. So First Corinthians, Thessalonians, I mean, 5.23. It says, Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your, your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. See, showing you your, your spirit was, was breathed out from God into your mother's womb. And your spirit went into, your, into the womb and your body was formed. But your spirit returns to God and you stand before him. And it says he will, and you will receive rewards, what you did and what God gave you to do. But yesterday I was looking at this. So when a God breathed on us, he breathed on us in his deepest part of his body, of his own spirit into us, the deepest part of him. So when he, when he did that, he gave us his fullness of him so we, we can relate to him and the things he speaks, but the revelation and the, say, the revelation and the wisdom, it all comes with that breath. But everything else he has, all the attributes, it's already there. See, your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. That part of you is not redeemed. So it has to be renewed by the word of God. So we're going to be heading into Romans 12, too. So we pretty much know this one. And it says here, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. And, you, and you have two points here saying you were taken to the place called victory in your spirit. And when you were born again. See, so you, your spirit has a home. But it's not here on earth. But your spirit is with God. See, God has a wonderful plan. See, we're heading into Ephesians 2, 4 through 7. And it says here, but God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love in which he loved us, even when we are dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. It says here, by grace you have been saved and raised us up together, but made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Jesus Christ. Because that is the, the age come so he said he might show exceeding riches of his grace and his kingdom his kindness towards us in Jesus Christ see that your spirit communicates with God because the Holy Spirit is inside of us 
See, when you, when you were born again and spirit-filled, because you have everything already in you to cause the victory to come in your own lives. See, the Spirit of God in you, it knows nothing about defeat or lack. But the Holy Spirit inside of you is working with you, but your spirit to take you to a place of conditional victory itself. But the thing is, the flesh is the enemy of the spirit. It says your mind will reason wrong thoughts going on the wrong paths. But people you know, will choose you know, with their will to walk on that path, but as a path of destruction. See, your mind does not participate in the born-again experience. Your mind, will, and emotions have to be renewed daily. See, your soul has to be transformed by getting into the Word of God and eating it and allowing it to become part of you and part of your thinking. See, when you get your soul to side with your spirit, then there's two powerful parts that are in agreement. But your spirit is in victory. So your mind could be thinking wrong thoughts and your body wants to side with these thoughts, then you have two different parts are coming against your spirit. See, the thing is, the, the flesh, it works against God. It does not desire what God desires. The spirit desires what God desires. But the thing is, we need to renew our mind to the word of God that causes your will to bend, to turn towards God then your spirit can side with your soul. See, the thing is, the body is a part of you that needs to be disciplined. This is what Paul said, that you could be disqualified from the race by letting your body rule him. And the thing is, your body can disqualify you. But you said that your spirit is wanting to be in victory all the time. And the key is, is victory is the Holy Spirit coming into your life, into your spirit, overcoming your soul, and causing it to come into submission to your spirit. Then your spirit and your soul tell your body what to do. See, the God that we serve, he keeps his word to us. And God is speaking victory over you. Because he wants you to have the victory. Because he lives in victory. And he made us in his image. We're heading into Zephaniah 3.17. We have a great father. He loves his children. Zephaniah 3.17 says, For the Lord your God is living among you, and he has a mighty Savior. And he will take delight in you with gladness, with his love. He says he will calm all of your, your fears, and we will rejoice over you with joyful songs. And we're heading into Psalms 23, 4. 
And it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. See, he's even guaranteeing in the worst times of your life that you don't have to live in fear because God is with you, and God has never failed you, and he's always in victory. And we're heading into Psalms 34.7. And it's sharing, the angel of the Lord encamps all around us, those who fear him, and delivers them. See, that's the thing, the scripture, it promises angelic help. So we have the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the heavenly host. They're guaranteed win. See, the thing is, once you have your soul and your body in line with your spirit, because you start walking with God, then you ha- and you have the fact that the Lord is with you, even though in the, in the valley of the shadow of death. See, if you fear the Lord, angels come and deliver us. And angels are mighty warriors. And those angels are always sure that the Lord has sent them and they show you the victory. So they were looking for your cooperation. See, it reminds me of the, of the boat when the Lord spoke to the disciples. He asked them to get in the boat and head on to the other side. And while they were heading over, the storm broke. And disciples, they got a little excited about the storm. So they were crying out to Jesus. And I'm pretty sure Jesus was sitting there while he's laying down. He was like, he's like, come on, guys, this is, you can do this. But Jesus got up. He calmed the storms. But what Jesus is saying today, no matter what storm comes in, is he has you. We have the connection, we have the victory no matter what comes in. So you can make the destination he puts you to. So we're heading into Psalms 40, 1 through 3. It says, Here I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me, and I heard my cry. He also brought me up out of the horrible pit. Out of the miry clay, he sat my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He says he has put a new song into my mouth. It's praise to our God. As many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. See, he, he wants to come in to deliver you. So he needs to establish your character. He needs to put you and a place in your heart where it's fully with him. Then your soul and your body follow suit, and all parts of you will walk in unity together. See, when you start to speak from the spirit realm, you know, from your mouth, then your body is allowing those words to be formed through your tongue. 
Because now you're allowing the Spirit of God to speak through you. See, the Spirit is going to walk in and talk in victory. He's going to talk about victory. But your spirit is already there. And so you, must, you must go there in spirit, soul, and body as a whole person. And the thing is, the Spirit wants you to yield to the Holy Spirit. So we're heading into Philippians 4 through 4 8. And it's saying, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's any anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. See, your mind needs to be renewed. You have to tell your mind to think of good thoughts and good things. See, the thing is, there's no demons allowed in our victory. And, it, and the thing is, they don't want even want to be there because they are defeated. And the thing is, they don't even qualify to even be there. See, the thing is, you qualify to be there because of our Lord Jesus Christ. He fought the battle and he won for us. See, he bought it back. And now we walk in the reality every single day if you yield to the Spirit. See, what we need is to meditate on his word daily, but allow your soul to be transformed by eating the word and allowing it to be part of our thinking. And what the Lord is saying is when the Spirit starts hearing his words, he needs us to start writing them down. So we can transfer that over to others so we may show them what the Lord's speaking to us on. And we, we talked to the youth on this about carrying tablets. And uh, some of them, they hear daily what the Lord has to say. So see, we're not only supposed to, to walk in victory, but we are supposed to speak it out as though we, we are going into a different realm. And so there, there is a process of victory. It is forward-looking and forward-speaking. The thing is, the Spirit of God, he's wanting you to say some things from your mouth that are prophetic, 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 because he is forward-looking. He is speaking where you are going. The thing is, God is going to give you the words to speak. And these words are going to be forward-looking or from, you know, or from your future. And we need to yield to the Spirit. The thing is, the Holy Spirit in you is wanting to pray out perfect prayers. We're heading into Romans 8.26. It says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. 
we, we do not know, but we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. But shown here, the key is victory is the place that God has placed you in the Spirit by the Holy Spirit. And you, so we need to maintain that by always allowing the Holy Spirit to speak your future. He is the first responder, the Holy Spirit. See, once the Holy Spirit starts to move in you, you're going to want to say something and do something. And so your body is going to be motivated and your soul is going to be motivated to do something to manifest through God, through your body and through your soul. It says your spirit won't be trapped anymore because you're going to to a place called victory. So you can't participate in the in the victory in the, in the physical first. It's something that you can do in the physically in the physical. But God wants you to get it in victory, and always have to be. It's going to be a domino effect. And to help other people out, and that's that's going into a ministry. The thing is, the ministry is the perfect form is when God comes into you and you encounter him. He ministers to you, then you minister to others from that place. And the thing is, if you get a touch from God, but you don't allow it to come into your soul and your body and put it into action, you stay in the shell. So here you have had the experience, but there is no presence with you and other and other people don't experience you're experiencing See, the thing is about victory it has to to transfer from the word of the Lord that comes to you the very fact that you have evidence of victory in your life and this is where it's at your, your body is going to be healed your mind is going to be set free your finances are going to be set free your relationships are going to be set free. And freedom comes out and it starts to hit everything that you touch to where you, you prosper in every area of your life and that is total victory. Yes. And this thing is, if you allow God to visit you and he touches you, then you allow that to change the way you think, act, and talk. And start to speak of your of your spirit from that place. Then you have locked yourself into a place called victory. So now your soul is participating because you're starting it through your mouth. You're speaking it through your mouth. But the victory is a place for all parts of you to be, not just your spirit. The thing is, you have to speak out of your mouth what the Lord has for you. So God wants you to be touched. He wants you to be changed. 
thing is, if you really want a place of victory, you have to take it for what you hear under the anointing implemented into your life. And it says, start to rehearse what was said and spoke to you from the Spirit. Then you start to operate in the anointing that the person experiencing when you they spoke, they spoke it. That is an impartation. It says here when we we talk was given to us and freely give it to someone else so they have it and they walk in it and they can give it out. That's what the body of Christ is all about. And so what the Lord's asking is to receive the impartation what God has given given you. Because here, when you go someplace, you have to be able to carry it out when you walk in, in that. See, when you have an encounter of the revelation, it has to it has to break the flesh. It has to break your will. It has to turn you into another person that you already are inside. See, your, your emotions can feel certain things are not totally contrary to what God has for you. So you, so we all have to learn to manage this. And we all have to learn to discern in your spirit and walk in that spirit. And it says here, from now on, every day you should be rehearsing from your spirit, speaking out of your spirit, to start to pray in the spirit from a certain place inside of you. And here you start to speak the word of God from a place of victory. We're heading into Psalms 138, 7 through 8. And it's showing here, Thou I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies. And your right hand will save me. And the will and the Lord will affect what which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. This is here, do not forsake the works of your hands. See, what the Lord is saying, he says that he reassures you that God knows everything about you. And he will affect everything about you. And we're heading into um, Isaiah 26.3. And it's shown here, you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is to stay on you, because he trusts in you. See, it's shown that the perfect peace is like an umpire. It's like someone comes in and takes over, and it dictates how your environment will be. It says your mind has to yield 
to the good things of God and showing God will keep you in perfect shalom. Nothing broken, nothing missing. It has to be a quotation of wholeness and prosperity in your life. It becomes in you decided to set your mind on him. So we're heading in uh, Isaiah 40, uh, 31. But it's shown here, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And they shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So what it's saying is to stay, for those who stay in there with the Lord, they will be renewed. And it said there's power from the Holy Spirit that can be transferred. And he's guaranteeing that there's no weapons that could be formed against us. And that's out of Isaiah 53:17, And it's shown that no weapon formed against us shall ever prosper. And every tongue rise up against you in judgment shall be condemned. So this is, is in the inheritance of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. See, what he's showing is he has promises from his word. There would be no weapons formed against us. They should be ever prosperous, but ever succeed to give us any harm. See, God is for us. If we meditate on these things, you get, you get your mind sided with your spirit. And you're going to feel a whole lot better and experience supernatural things in your life. So we're, we're heading into Matthew 18, 18. And it says, Surely I say to you, whatever you bind on earth is bound on heaven, and whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. He's saying that you have total authority if anything is not right, you need to do something about it. And when he's saying out of Luke, he says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So neither or less do, it says here, to rejoice in these things, that the spirits are, such, are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. See, the thing is, the devil and all of his demons are against God, and they are God's enemy. The thing is, we have them also as enemies because we're a child of God. I said he was the he was the enemy of God first. So anything he does to you is going towards God, 
because God is the target. It says you are the one who has been adopted in. So now you're associated with God, so the enemy comes against you. So what Jesus was saying is you're going, we're going to be going through trample on the, the serpents and the scorpions because he has given you t- total authority over them. And the thing is, Jesus has given you authority over all the powers of the enemy. It is a, that is a, a great place of victory. And the thing is, we have been given the name of Jesus. Demons have to, to listen to us. See, victory is being enforced from the throne of God. He says, Jesus is the right hand of God. And said he is he is already he has given us the authority. And we must enforce this place of victory that God has given to us to take over the authority of the enemy. So what the Lord is saying is that we need to speak the word of God in the place of victory. And it's just taking authority over the enemy regarding areas of your life which you are not experiencing victory. So we're heading into John 16.33. And the Lord is saying, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In this world you have Tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And it says here, you have not been left alone. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit likes victory. He likes to lift people up. And he also likes to shock people sometimes by coming into and changing their reality. It says here, the Holy Spirit is a person who was sent by Jesus. And it said, the Holy Spirit is here with you enforcing your victory. And he said, he is also inside of you enforcing the blessing. He's enforcing your victory. It says, the Holy Spirit wants to take you up into the realm where there's total victory all the time. The thing is, we can be you know, caught up and see from his standpoint what's going on. That the fact, you know, it can affect you and your soul and your body. So we're heading into Romans 5.17. It says here, if by one man's offense, death reigned through the one, but much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of, of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. But it's saying here, reigning in life is where God lives. In his life, you have received the abundance of grace and you rule and reign in, in, in this life. 
They're showing the Holy Spirit inside of you is ruling and reigning in abundance of grace. It used to be that death reigned, but now life is, is reigning in you because of the abundance of grace. So now we're heading into Romans 8, 1 through 2. And it's shown there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Jesus Christ, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So here for the law of the Spirit of life, and Jesus Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. See, the Lord is saying there are all these benefits that could be we should be participating in. And the Holy Spirit reminds us of these things. And he shows us these things. Sometimes the victory slips because we don't consciously think about it, these things. The Lord wants us to rehearse these things. Implement them into your lives. Through talking, giving, ministering, and testifying the encounter that we had. And the Lord's saying is that sometimes we do an encounter of revelation from the Word of God. And it says that we should, we should allow it to come out of our mouths and be implemented into your life, but should actually do what we you read. You shall take it in a step further and let it become part of you. And it says then everywhere you go, you take the environment of heaven with you. You take the presence with you. See, the thing is, we, once we learn all these things, we are no longer the victim. We become the victor. So now it gets turned. Now Satan, he's the victim and not the victor. See, the thing is, the, the victorious leader, warrior that God has, he made it to be that way. He wants us to have the best. Every way we turn, victory is, is all around us. And that's, that's how he sits on his throne. Victory. No matter where you look, victory. And this is how it should be while we're sitting here. Everywhere you turn, you see the victory. So Romans 11:29 It says here for the gifts and callings of God are without dependence. The thing is this whatever God has chosen to do will not be reversed. The thing is, some have been prophesied over. The things have been written, handed over from the Holy Spirit. You're not going to lose those things. It's already been guaranteed. Yeah. It says, whatever God has spoken over your life, whatever has been written about you, he said, it's the way it is. 
says here, you have to go to the place where God has already spoken over you and where you stand on that foundation. So you, you can't use your mind, will, and emotions to get there. It's in your spirit. The Holy Spirit is, is conforming the, the truth, but you need to accept the truth in your mind, will, and emotions. You need to start enjoying your victory. See, you are a whole being. You're not just a spirit. You are a spirit that has a soul, and it lives in a body, and all three parts of you must participate in this in your life. This is how you rule and reign and encounter victory. What the Lord's saying is there's some have been wrongly spoken about here. And poisonous darts were ejected out after you. But he says, from this day forward, those those darts are going to literally explode into the one's mouth who speaks it. And that venom's going to go back down into their throat. This is what he's saying today. So we're heading into Romans 8, 37. Yet all these things are more than conquerors through him who loved us. See what he's saying is no matter what battle we are in, the Lord says you are more than a conqueror. He says you are already won. The enemy is running away from you. And what he's saying is he wants you to, to yield to victory. So he wants you to yield to the plan he has for you. What he's saying is you can't lose. He said the victor is one who's not put to shame. See, the thing is the, the victory is ours because of our inheritance. Jesus already won. He's and his, and his hands it over to us. The thing is, God loves you and he desires for you to have the total victory every single day. And this is what he's saying. He says, victory is a place that you have to abide in him. Sitting God in this place is where Jesus sits, where God the Father sits. It is in the secret place, the throne room, and that is a place of victory. See, the thing is, in our thoughts, where there's, you know, warfare is, God has given us weapons that are not cardinal. And this is what the Lord says, this is what they are. They are the word of God, and they are truth. So say we need to walk in the spirit and listen to our spirit because the Holy Spirit is in there. Say so what it's saying is we know the shepherd's voice. He is speaking and it's going to measure up to the word of God. It's not going to be contrary to what God has already spoken. 
So it says, learn to do good, welfare in your mind, warfare in your mind. Because here you have to be careful what you think is, is right, because it could turn into an action or words from your tongue. So it becomes born into the physical realm. What he's saying is you don't want you don't want this to happen. So so you have to do Second Corinthians chapter ten, three through five. It says here wage war with, with the weapons you have given. Pull down any high thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What he's saying is you know, you trust in him. He wants you to process things in your spirit. But he also wants you to see things in your soul. Process things in your soul. But he also, there are things inside of you that are not of your spirit. They're from your soul. Since you have emotions and you have thoughts, and so you have your will that needs to be broken. Sometimes that... You can walk with God, but all, you can't always have your way. So we need to know God's ways. So he's, he's getting into to the book of Hebrews. God's saying to use the, the altar to tell us people, like people who don't enter into the promised land because of their own belief. So they were stiff-necked. And they did not encounter into rest. And so we are not going to be like them, are we? So we are going to allow the Spirit of God to take us to a place of victory and a place of rest and overcome all obstacles in our life. See, there's, the Lord's in, is speaking about um, bloodlines. But the same actions happen are not of him. It's in the bloodline. The Lord is breaking it today. Both sides of the bloodline. Every curse spoken from the beginning of time until now, it ends today. That's what he's saying. So we're heading to Second Corinthians two, fourteen through fifteen. And when he's saying, now thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. So we are to God the fragrance of, of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. See, God, he wants to show He's showing us the world through us, who, who he is. But he's using you to triumph conditionally and, and, and all the time. Because he is using you to diffuse a fragrance among the people. And also to put this scripture before you because this is the key transfer of the transference, but he would use this fragrance through you to testify. People will be saved by seeing the faithfulness of God 
after you. And he's also saying, too, there's going to be abundance of his grace coming in, but there are going to be some things that's going to be bouncing, that's going to be turned over. I should say, new cars, they're going to, people will be asking, what happened? How'd you get this? Because they, they're going to only know one thing. You're driving new cars. They're so expensive. How'd you get this? And this is where the Lord's putting us. There's going to be a turnaround, a shift. And he's going to use this as a communication and speaking how good our God really is. He's, he's, they're going to, he's going to call, it's the conversation pieces. That's what he calls them. And this is going to be the breakthrough on a lot of people. Because a lot of them are, are into materialism. And this is what's going to turn them around. And we can speak how good our God really is and what he has done. The thing is, we are a work in progress. But God is talking to you to maturity, but he's taking you there. But our, part of that maturity is, is opening our eyes. It says part of that maturity is, is after your eyes are open. That you implement into your, into your life, but you allow your soul to be overcome by the goodness of God and by the power and glory of God to where you are changed and transformed. Then it says here, then your body is to overcome and, and take over by the power of God. And he's saying this is, this is where he wants us to be and to submissive into his word and to live a life that is pleasing to him. And that is a testimony to those around you. See, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And this is a forward-looking speaking on the solution. Keep saying it, talking from where you are and going knowing that God's ability in you is going to propel you. See, we, we have a sound mind because we allow God to, to renew the mind through the word of God. It says you've received the love of God into your life and it changes you. And God will give you all his goodness and all his grace, but his great love. But he wants us to meditate on his word daily. And we're thanking the Lord God for his great love and desires what he has for us and the victory we have every day because of him and we receive his love. And that's what I have. I know it's early. Father, we're just thanking you for you are glorious in all things. And we're thanking you for your word today. And Father, we're thanking you for taking into your victory. Everything was spoken, Father. It becomes every word that you spoke, it is. 
for those here will start seeing such things. You'll be hearing more of the Spirit, a breakthrough today. But you're, he's going to be taking you to places that we read today in a, a higher realm that you've never seen before. There are some here actually are going to be taking trips to heaven, I can tell you. And you, there's going to be books written because of it. And we thank you, the Lord, for this new songs are coming. And we thank you, Father. And we praise you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Does anybody here need any prayer for anything? You and Kelly both. Is there a place in your life that you need healing that you, you touched on that you have not seen the victory yet? Is there anything you, you may need? Say that anybody here has not gave themselves to Jesus. I'd like to do that now. Okay. All right. Well, Father, we thank you again for the for this family here, Father. And we thank you, Father, for your word, for it's true and it's faithful. And we praise you. Amen. So that's it. Thank you for coming.